Ben Easter, and you're listening to the Shift to Freedom podcast, the podcast that gives you the mindsets, strategies, tips, and tricks to live your freedom and love your life. If you're here, I suspect that you have a total badass inside you, but chances are that you haven't let it play full out yet. Maybe you've been told not to, that it's too much, maybe you've been worried about what other people will think, or maybe you just haven't made the space to shine. If any of that sounds familiar, you've come to the right place. Each week, my co-hosts and I will be exposing the lies that keep that badass chained and, more importantly, sharing the tools to help you break free and share that most authentic you with the world. So, if you want more freedom, possibility, or courage, then I'd invite you to take a deep breath, get curious, and listen carefully for your shift to freedom. Hey there, freedom seekers. Ever wonder about the hero that lives inside of you, ready to conquer the business world? Well, if you've been listening to our show for a while, then you know that we love exploring hero myths and using them to better understand our own heroic journeys. I wanted to make these stories even more actionable for you, so we built a way for you to uncover your business superpowers, avoid potential pitfalls, and see your entrepreneurial journey in a whole new light. Ready to discover your business owner hero type? Check out the show notes or head over to lucidshiftcoaching.com forward slash quiz to take our free quiz and learn which heroic energy you embody in your business. It only takes a few minutes and it's free. Your heroic journey awaits. Welcome back to the Shift to Freedom podcast. I'm Ben and this is Paige and we are here today because it here in the States we've got Thanksgiving coming up this week and um, and we thought that it would be really useful to have a, a little conversation about gratitude and all of the benefits that you can get for free for practicing gratitude uh, since, you know, it's that season. And, uh, you know, I think it's it's interesting, Paige, because I, I was always, like, I've never really been much of much for celebrating holidays. I've just, like, never really gotten that much into it. Even when I was younger, like, Halloween was okay, but I just, like, never really cared that much. But Thanksgiving is one that I have always liked, and I think I originally liked it because as a growing boy, feast days are amazing. But then uh, increasingly, as I've been an adult, I've really loved a holiday designed around gratitude, I think is something that's really cool. And I've always loved it. We always have Thanksgiving together. But I like what's, what, what's your relationship with Thanksgiving growing up? Um, I mean, I always liked the holidays in general, we would gather with family. And sometimes that meant visiting with family that we didn't get to see very often. So that was always something to look forward to. And I think as a kid, there was something really magical about, um, like, the holiday season because, like, first it's my birthday in the, like, mid-November and then it's Thanksgiving and then it's Christmas and that means presents. And I think now as an adult, I'm kind of feeling, I think, like you, um, just like a little resistance to, like, the commercial nature of the holiday season and, like, resistant to that. And I think that... Thanksgiving is kind of a time where it's not the emphasis is not on gift giving and buying things as much as like holding on to family traditions and like in the family group chat with your family talking about like how much butter somebody used to put who was that your grandma your great grandma how much butter to put in mashed potatoes it was an aunt yeah an aunt yeah Yeah. and just like remembering you know, every year, this time of year, you have another memory of a time spent with people that are we love and you love having around. I mean, I know not this maybe it's not a universal experience. Maybe not everybody has those kind of memories, but for me, that's what it brings up. Yeah, I really like the the act of sitting down. I mean, I think you know, family dinners are really cool. You know, we eat dinner together, and I think the act of of having our um, like a family gathered or whoever, like friends, family, whatever, like just like having people that you love gathered around a table. There's something really 
fundamentally human about that. I think like sharing, sharing food together, like breaking bread, right? Yeah. Breaking bread. Exactly. I've always really liked that experience. So, um, but I also love, um, we had this tradition growing up, um, where you'd say something that you're, I think a lot of people do, um, where you'd say something that you're grateful for as you kind of go around the table for Thanksgiving and just like be in the expression of gratitude. And I think that gratitude is one of the most underrated things. Like I, you hear a lot of lip service for it, but for me, I think what's really useful and what's really powerful about gratitude is, I mean, first of all, it's, it can be the answer to so many um, unresourceful states, mm. gratitude. And it's something that we can cultivate within ourselves. It helps to, and we'll talk about all this later in the episode, but it helps to train the reticular activating system, activate luck, uh, generally increase your mood. But I, I just like want to draw a distinction in the beginning of this, which is that gratitude is not necessarily about just saying things that you're thankful for. It's about a state of being where you're in appreciation mm-hmm. in the world, where you're, where you're actually, and I love that word appreciation, you know? Yeah. Because you're appreciating, like... What's not to what's not to love about appreciation? Yeah, and I think that also what we're talking about is when we're re- kind of pulling to mind a a visual picture. I mean, it's not visual for everybody. For me, it quite often is, and putting myself into a like reliving an experience or reliving like calling in something, putting my attention on something that feels really good. And when I'm doing that, I am in the present moment having the benefits that we're given in a past experience or even in a future experience, I'm changing my internal state just by invoking memories that create different emotions. Totally. I don't know how much we've talked about state control, actually, but state, I think, is really important to understand for our our, our minds, our bodies, that sort of thing. State is about access to resources internally. And you can play a game with yourself where you like remember a time when you were really sad. And then even as you just think of that time, you can feel sadness in your body or you can ask yourself a time when you laughed uproariously and you were you know you were just like belly laughing and even as we ask that question as we direct the mind in that way you can start to access that state right and so it's not the same as like being in the state in that moment but it is on that on that spectrum and in that trajectory and Mm -hmm. so i think that it's really useful to understand that our our thoughts our memories our our awarenesses the where we put our attention can actually have a real physiological impact on our mm-hmm. felt experience in the world. And I think that that's a really cool thing. And that's one of the reasons I really love gratitude. Can we take just a second and kind of double click on that idea of felt sense? Because I think that you and I in our reality spend a lot of time talking about when you experience that emotion, where do you feel it in your body? And I don't know that that is like common vernacular if everybody's talking about it. In my social circles lately, I've been noticing a lot of women talking about developing an awareness of their emotional state and an awareness of what that feels like in their body and using that as a tool to reconnect with their experience. And I think that the value of doing that, kind of finding yourself in an automatic thought pattern or an autopilot experience where you're not even conscious of it unfolding and then all of a sudden you're somewhere very activated, very dysregulated. And so developing an awareness of what is my emotional state right now and where do I experience that in my body just to reacquaint yourself with with things that have been habituated and made unconscious. Like mm-hmm. going back to what it looks like under the surface to become more conscious and then be, have more control. Or like and I think mastery. It's, it's important to recognize because even as we're talking about this, like I, I think that it's not always 
commonly discussed or it's not always conscious for everyone. Um, if you're not spending a lot of time in this kind of world, like maybe this isn't even something that's on your radar and that's totally fine because the, I think the, the normal human perception, like if you don't look into it and you don't think about it, is that our emotions sort of happen to us based on the circumstances Mm -hmm. in our world. And so that we're just, we're just emoting based on what's going on in our world. And I think that if we, that is the default mode. In, in other words, you don't have to try to have emotional an emotional experience. You'll have an emotional experience by habit if you, if you don't consciously take effort on this. And the reason I like to talk about state control is because we have access to, it, it like gives us a little window of con- like choice in what we're doing. And I like to like give little examples like the joy and the fear and the, you know, so that you can see that you actually can step into a state. Even if you can only see a little window into that state, you actually can have some say in your state. And I think that just like any other capability in the world, the more you practice it, the better you get at it. But in order to practice it, you have to believe that it's possible, (laughs) I think. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's really useful to uh, just remember that you have a state and that you can have some stays in it. And gratitude is one of the ways that I think is like a really accessible way mm-hmm. to have some state control in your world. Um, yeah. So let's talk about some of the some of the benefits of gratitude. Yeah. Yeah. First and foremost is just what we were talking about. It is. It means that I am calling in the kinds of thoughts into my mind that feel good in my body to experience. Um, but I think there's also another level of that, and this is what I think is so beautiful about the Thanksgiving holiday is and like sitting around the table and sharing it with other people because then I'm watching other people like nod along and their eyes light up and noticing they're having a state where they're like oh yeah that's really cool I love that too and then we're just going around the whole table and everybody it it's infectious so it's not just about my own personal experience then it's about the influence that I have out there on the people closest to me and I feel really excited about that. I love that. I, I, I'm, as you're saying that I'm having this image of like going, going to a museum with somebody, you know, and there's like, there's all the different exhibits at a museum. There's so many things to look at. There's, you know, so many ways that you could be spending your time and attention at a museum. And when you go with someone, one of the cool things, at least I think about, I mean, museums aren't always my favorite experience, but this is, it's a great metaphor for this kind of uh, example that we're talking about. As you, when you go with somebody to a museum, like you're like drawing each other's attention to the various different exhibits and like mm-hmm. pointing things out, or even like looking at the same exhibit together and like pointing out different parts of the the exhibit that you're noticing. And the same thing can happen with music or, um, you know, we share memes on the internet. It's the same kind yeah. of thing where you like share things with each other. And then that brings it in uh, us into awareness. And so the museum here is like a metaphor for life. Like we, there's an infinite number of things that you could be directing your attention to at any given time. And some of those things will feel amazing. And some of those feel things will not feel amazing. We'll feel, you know, less resourceful when we're focusing our attention on them. You know, it's like, like, for example, the difference between uh, easy and hard, that thought, like, this is really hard. This is really easy. Like you, you access different resources when you're thinking something's easy than when you're thinking something's hard. And, you know, we, we can ask ourselves the question, but that's not an objective fact about something, <clears throat> whether or not it's easy or hard. That's not something that exists in the thing. It exists in the story that we tell about yeah. the thing. You know what I mean? And so what I really love about this aspect of gratitude is the is that we can give each other a gift just by noticing something that we're appreciating. And then we can share, we can literally spread that, uh, Mm -hmm. 
at least in an invitation way, we can spread that state of gratitude, yeah. which I think is really cool. Yeah, me too. Yeah. What's something you're feeling grateful for in this moment right now? Mm, well, I was just thinking about our life as a metaphor, my life with you as a metaphor of like us going around a museum and pointing at cool stuff together and noticing things to each other. And I felt very grateful kind of stepping into that reality. And I think what I'm grateful about specifically is that the you and I have so much values alignment that the types of things that you or I tend to point out to each other tend to be exciting to the other. And so we're having a lot of there's not like a lot of moments where it's like, oh, look at this. And then the other one's like, meh. Like that. Ha- ha- it happens. Because <laughs> you're rude. It does happen. <laughs> but it's few and far between. And we can usually laugh about it when it does. So what's something oh, you're grateful for? Yeah. So while we're on this topic of pointing things out in the museum, I love that uh, a lot of times Pixie will just be being her adorable self in whatever way. And, uh, and you'll point out to me or I'll point out to you. And I'm really grateful that that experience happens that we get to yeah. like, there's something so loving about being with that dog. Um, that's really yeah. cool. So that's for anybody who for. hasn't heard of or met Pixie yet, she's a 40 pound Labradoodle. She's blonde with purple ears. And she, I didn't know that a human could love an animal so much. That's like blowing my mind. As a a pixie mom, I'm like, every day, I'm like, oh my God, I just love her. Yeah, it's really amazing. Um, Okay, so uh, gratitude and luck. I think this is a really useful thing to realize, remember, believe, um, you know, and I'll just touch briefly on, you know, truth about the world. Meh, who cares? Honestly, we don't have access to a lot of truth. Um, I'm really more interested in functionality and usefulness in the world. And if you know me or if you're one of my clients or whatever, you you know how often I'm really focused on, is this thought useful or, you know, functional? Does it help me get more of what I want in the world or does it not? And that's the criteria by which I, I think I, I filter the world. So, you know, again, there's an infinite number of things that we can look at. What kinds of things are we going to look at? Are there, and by what criteria do you decide what things you want to look at? And I think some people would say, well, truth is the most important filter. And I'm just like, ah, I don't really know. I, I don't have that much access to truth. I'm, I'm kind of stuck within my five senses. Um, six, if you want to bring Bruce Willis into it. And, <laughs> you know, I, I just like don't have a lot of access to it. So I'm more interested in filtering by uh, resourcefulness or usefulness. So one of the things that I think is really amazing about the practice of gratitude and the practice of the state of gratitude, because again, we're not talking about just saying things that you're, that you appreciate in the world. We're talking about cultivating the state of being, of being in appreciation of the aspects of your reality. Okay. And that can be anything and it, and it really doesn't matter. We're going to give an exercise uh, in just a second for how you can cultivate this, but being in the state of gratitude what you're doing is you're practicing focusing your attention on things that you like in the world. Mm. Okay. And when you do that, the thing is uh, gratitude or our attention is kind of like a watering can for a garden. The things that you water are the things that are going to grow more. We were just talking about our plants today. It turns out plants like a lot. Like we, we were convinced that there are these two plants that we have. And we were convinced by other people that they didn't want water. They wanted to be watered like once a month. And so these poor plants for a year and a half were just like yeah. kind of struggling along. And then one day I was like, let's run an experiment and just see. And we watered them once a week, started watering them once a week. And all of a sudden they just like, just blow. It's amazing. Flourishing. Yeah, flourishing. 
Yeah. And so, uh, so what we water grows. And I think what we water with our attention also grows. And so one of the really cool things about gratitude is that you're basically watering the things in your reality that you like. And isn't that nice? Wouldn't it be nice to have a world where you're just surrounded by things that you like all the time? And the thing is, like, I think a lot of times the story is like, well, I'll be surrounded by things that I like when I have cultivated a reality where all of the things that are around me are the things that I like. Mm -hmm. And um, while that is certainly a, a pursuit that one may spend their time on, I don't think you have to wait. I think you can start to cultivate an awareness of the things that you're grateful for and that you're appreciative of. And then what will happen is you will start to notice that you're surrounded by things because there are things everywhere that are available. And we'll, we're going to give this demonstration of this uh, exercise in just a second, but there are things everywhere that we have access to that we can be grateful for. And just spending the time and energy to be grateful for them will have them grow in our awareness. It'll create a growth in our awareness. Yeah. Anything to add to that, Paigey? Yeah. I was just thinking about the reticular activating system and a kind of a scientific perspective of all of this confirmation mm -hmm. bias, intention bias. And I think that where the attention goes is where the energy flows. And then as we're thinking about the things that feel good, then all of a sudden we have this filter through which we're viewing our reality where the first thing we're seeing is the things that feel good. And then because that's where we're putting our attention, then we're having a state that feels really good. And then we're also seeing the opportunities. Whereas mm. if we were filtering for what wasn't feeling good, then we would find all of these opportunities where we could follow a path that would also not feel good. Um, and so, and I, and I think that this is kind of where luck comes in. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I think the, the sense is that if, if we're believing the story that, well, I'm happy or I'm unhappy based on the circumstances that I'm experiencing in my life, or another way to say it, because let's take it out of happiness and we'll, we'll use gratitude since we're talking about gratitude. I'm grateful or I'm not grateful based on the circumstances that I experience in my life. And then we're simultaneously telling a story that actually there's not a lot to be grateful for in my life. Okay. And, and then we might go on a campaign and by the way, like there's nothing wrong. If this is the story that you're telling, there's nothing wrong with it. This is a very normal thing to happen. And I want to hold space for us to have a choice in it. Okay. Cause we might then go on a campaign and say like, look at my life, look at all the things that, that, that aren't there mm -hmm. to be grateful for. And we might like actually try to enroll other people in how ungratitude worthy <laughs> our life is. Mm -hmm. And what happens is when we're doing that, well, first of all, people who have, who really want to filter for gratitude are going to have a hard time being around that a lot of times because we'll be out of resonance with each other. And so there'll just be like tension that'll exist. And a lot mm -hmm. of times it's easier to flow into an area where we don't have tension. So it might actually have a, a real world impact on your social relationships. But the other thing is, as we, as we water those things and as we like buy more and more into that story of like, look, it's true. It's true that I don't have things to be grateful for, right? Then we will basically filter and you can think of the reticular activating system like um like the search bar in google like no matter what you search for in google you're gonna get results okay no matter how crazy the thing is that you search for you're gonna get some result but you're only gonna get results that are related to what you searched for in the first place okay and i mm -hmm. think this is a really useful way to think of the reticular activating system is like all right what do we want to put into the search bar and we do that with conscious repetition that's how you put things into the search bar. Because really, this is a subconscious process that we're we're talking about here <clears throat> for the most part. Um, and so 
if if that were true, okay, so go with me on this. And if you if you believed that it were true that whatever you put into the search bar, that your brain kind of worked like Google, okay, and whatever you put into the search bar, you're going to find results for. What kinds of things would you want to put into that search bar? Mm-hmm. Right? Would you want to put like? Because I can go to Google and I can say all of the horrible things that are happening in the world right now. Or I can type into Google, like, what's wrong with the world right now? And dude, I'm going to get a list of things, right? I'm going to get a list. And if I like now devote the next hour or two of my life to just going through and reading those things, like, what is my experience of the world? Mm -hmm. Okay. But if I go to Google and I say like, cute kitten photos, okay. Like, and I search that I'm going to get results. And then if I spend the next hour and a half of my life looking at cute kitten photos, I'm going to have a different experience than the other one. And look, I'm not here to tell you which experience you want to have, right? I am here to hold space that it is your choice, which kind of queries you want to put into Google, even though accidentally we'll be putting queries into Google all the time, whether we're thinking about it or not, because that's the subconscious mind, right? This is where hypnosis is really useful, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. Um, I was just thinking about this metaphor of Google searches. And then when I search for something on Google, now all of a sudden my social media feed is full of relevant (laughs) things to a past search, (laughs) right? Exactly. Exactly. Like, okay. And so this is the exact example that you were talking about earlier with luck, right? Okay. Yeah. Because if you, you search, I love that. That was such a beautiful metaphor. (laughs) Because if you have this, if you search for something on Google, imagine you're going to get ads and all ads are, are opportunities for you to buy into the world in in the certain way mm-hmm. right yeah and but at some like, point if, you made an indication that this was a path of thinking that was attractive uh, to that, you and yeah and that you were interested up. in mm-hmm. yeah which which also brings us to the other side of things um which is like change be patient with change in these areas if you're trying to approach your world in a different way and you want to now approach it from a gratitude place rather than from uh, you know a seeking what's wrong place be patient because the ads are going to be a lagging indicator. The opportunities that you're going to see in your world are going to come later, right? First, it's going to be practicing the search and you can practice the search and you'll feel it when we do this rampage of appreciation. You can feel right now in the moment, the experience of switching your mind to gratitude. And then you're going to go back to your life. And if you have unconscious patterns around your thinking, Mm-hmm. that don't have anything to do with gratitude. Well, also, like if, you're, if you kind of have a tendency of, that is not grateful or that is kind of negative and you've enrolled people into your reality, into that, and the people who also see the world that way, those are the ones that are around you. And then when you start making a change, there's going to be kind of now the people closest to you have are resonating at a different frequency and it's it can it's tempting to get drawn back into that old way of being because that's where mm-hmm. it's been comfortable for a long time. Totally. Like your, your social media, your ad feed, like you're talking exactly, about, it's the same yeah. thing, right? Like you're going to be, you know, you're going to be getting those things and it's going to be really easy for, for you to unconsciously slip back into those patterns. And so I just want to hold space for this to be a patient with this process and B think of this as like not an all or nothing thing, but just like a, the more repetitions you do, the easier it gets and the more you'll find yourself surrounded by opportunities for gratitude and, and all of that. So just the holding space for the, the humanness of this process, the organic nature of this process, because uh, your brain mm-hmm. is an organ. Um, so let us actually talk about that. Okay, so this exercise, I learned this exercise from, uh, I think it was from the book, but I had this uh, audio version of the law of attraction um, that I read, I don't know, probably when I was like 21 or something like that. And in that book, um, 
just really quickly, it's kind of like all these things that we're talking about. I think the law of attraction really resonates with some people. And for other people, it sounds a little magical and they don't like to think about things in magical terms. And so I would direct you back to the reticular activating system because I think the law of attraction is really all we're really talking about with the law of attraction. If you want to break it down to a like a neuroscience mm-hmm. uh, language, it's we're talking about the reticular activating system. We're talking about confirmation bias. We're talking about attention bias. Okay. And so... You can rest assured, those of you who are scientific and want to hear things in scientific terms, that this has scientific backing. Um, but in the law of attraction, they say basically you're, they talk about it in terms of vibration. So whatever frequency you're vibrating at, that's like how you're going to tune your radio dial is how they talk about it a lot in that book. Like you're going to be like tuning into a certain frequency or whatever. And so for them, they're like the game that you're playing with the law of attraction and how to kind of use it in your life is you're starting at whatever frequency you're at right now and you're you're escalating just up to the very next level of uh, vibration and then up to the next level of that and the next level. So like trying to go from despair to bliss, that is a big jump. And so you might have a really, that might be a really challenging thing to do and we might just get thrown off and then we're, we're stopping the practice because we're like, oh, I'm not, I'm not getting results and we're beating ourselves up or whatever. But one of the exercises that they give that they're like, doesn't matter what state of the wheel you're in, right now or what state of the kind of the ladder that you're in from despair to bliss um, gratitude will work and so they have this exercise called the rampage of appreciation i love this exercise and basically all it is is you just dedicate you can set a timer if you want or whatever but you just dedicate a little bit of time to start to (laughs) notice things and no, no thing is too small okay all we're really doing is we're cultivating a sense of appreciation and so um, what I'd like to do actually, Paige, is maybe we can play this live for just a second where we uh, we go back and forth. Maybe we'll alternate. We'll play a game with uh, a loved one in this case um, where we do this. But you can do this exercise by yourself. But all you do is you just look around your reality and you can it could be your physical reality. It could be your mental world, what you think about in your day to day. And you just notice something that you appreciate, that you're grateful for. And then you do it again and you do it again and you do it again and you do it again. And like what's cool is if you do this for 30 seconds, two minutes, three minutes, all of a sudden you start to notice like really cool things that are going on in your life. Um, but if nothing else, you're cultivating a sense of appreciation and value for your life. So let's play. I'm gonna look around and uh, like, I'm grateful that books exist, like that people learn stuff and then they think it's cool enough to share. And I'm really grateful that that exists. Mm. Um, I'm grateful for coffee. That just not much better than a nice, delicious mm. cup of coffee. On that note, I'm really grateful for water. Mm. Oh, that's a good one. I love that something um, that's so important to me is such a great experience. Oh, and breathing. And breathing. I love it. It's so useful, and yet it's so delightful. Yeah. I'm grateful for, this is weird, but skin. I just love that I have great skin. Great. That's awesome. Keeps keeps my body healthy. It looks beautiful. Like skin. Keeps your organs inside you. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. I love that. I'm really grateful for technology. I love that we have the the ability to record and that it's so accessible these days and that like you and I can be talking, even though we're in rooms right next to each other, that we can be talking across the internet and, uh, and have all of this equipment that kind of records things and then we can share it with the world and that you all can listen to this literally all over the world. It's so cool to see the map of where everybody listens. So I think that's, that's really cool. I'm really grateful for that. Um, I'm grateful for family. Mm. 
That's nice. I'm grateful for corn pops. <laughs> we just got that big box of corn pops the other day, and I I, I enjoy it. I, I like those. It's a, it's a touch of childhood. Yeah. Um, grocery stores. It's pretty cool that we don't have to spend time growing our own food and we can spend our time doing other things because there's a place where we can go and get all of our nutrition needs met. Oh, I love cool. it. I'm grateful for farmers, the people that are actually growing the food, and that's what they yeah. they have dedicated their lives to. I really appreciate that. Thanks. Thanks, farmers. Right. So this is the game where you can see that we're, um, we're just, you can just like, you can play with the ideas that you just came up with, you know, coffee leads to water, grocery stores lead to farmers, or you can just like create whole new categories of, of things in your mind. But you can feel as we're going through this, even our state raising, um, in this mm -hmm. experience. So this is called the rampage of appreciation. Um, you like literally that took what, I don't know, a minute and a half to perhaps. And, uh, and then you start, uh, you start with whatever comes to your mind and there's no wrong answer. You know, you try to notice if you're like judging yourself for something you're like, Oh, that's, mm. doesn't, that's not worthy of gratitude. Everything's worthy of gratitude. You can be grateful for anything. We'll call attention to the mundane. I think that it, when we experience something so frequently, it kind of bleeds into the fabric of our existence. And then we stop noticing it because it, it's present all the time. I like, I especially in my gratitude practice, I like calling attention to those things in particular and just like take a moment to imagine like what it would be like to have, not have skin or skin that wasn't healthy, like how uncomfortable that would be. Like, oh, dang, like that's nice. <laughs> or hot showers or, or whatever. Hot showers, whatever the thing yeah. Is. Yeah. Um, okay. One other practical thing that I want to bring to your attention and then uh, we can wrap. So this one is a game that we call Good From Bad. And I, I want to position it like this because so because, again, a lot of times it can seem like there's not a lot to be grateful for in our lives. And if you're if you've been cultivating that awareness for a long time, it can actually be like it is like we are pushing against our nervous system, our neurons in our brain to create gratitude. And so this is more of probably a journaling exercise than it is like a rampage of appreciation where you can just play it in any given moment, although you can play it in any given moment. Um, but I would, I would actually encourage you to document this somehow, uh, either with writing or my favorite way is to do an audio recording. Um, and the exercise that we're talking about here is you take something in your life that actually you don't like, that you're... It, maybe it's a tough, maybe it's a tough situation. Maybe it's a loss. Maybe it's something where you're experiencing grief or fear or frustration or something that you actually, you're like, you're like, yeah, I, this actually, this thing gets in the way of my gratitude and then sit with your pen and paper or on your walk with your audio log or whatever, and ask yourself the question, how can I be grateful for this? What is there in this? that I can be grateful for mm -hmm. you in, and other prompt questions might be, and maybe if you think of any page, but other prompt questions might be, what's the opportunity mm -hmm. in this? Yeah. This happened for a reason because dot, dot, dot. Yeah. Like do the sentence stem work. Like this mm -hmm. happened for a reason because dot, dot, dot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and try and, and challenge yourself to come up with a resourceful answer for that. Right. There are so many different ways to look at anything you know, I really like, I love the the metaphor, especially lately. I've just been really resonating. It's so, such a simple metaphor, but the glass is half full, glass is half empty. Mm -hmm. And I just like really remember that that is, both of those statements are true, are equally true. The glass is half full, the glass is half empty. And 
all that changes is what you're noticing about it. It's like one of those, those images that has multiple pictures in it, depending on how, like what you're seeing mm-hmm. at that moment, you know, like the old lady and the that? young lady oh. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe we can find a link to that <laughs> so that you can actually have a physical, a, a visual experience of this because like both are true, but depending on which one you're noticing, that, that's actually a great practice for the reticular activating system. Mm-hmm. Um, depending on which one you're noticing, you're actually seeing it differently. So, um, Optical illusions are actually really great examples of the way that the reticular activating system works. Cause you can, you can actually have the experience of being like, holy shit, I totally saw it a different way. Mm-hmm. Um, but so this is the game. Take some time to take something in your life for which gratitude doesn't come easily for you. Another way of saying it might be adversity. Like yeah. I mean, adversity, adversity, something that's getting in your way or something mm-hmm. that's, yeah. Something that's that you might say is getting in the way of your joyful experience in the world or something like that. And then just, just get curious and it, look, it might take a little while for an answer to come to you. You might be like, no, 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 there's nothing delightful about this experience. There's no, no opportunity for gratitude in this experience. And I would invite you to, if that, if that's the case, be patient, just keep asking the question. Cause again, we're, we're querying the database with our brain. So just ask the question and get really curious and just wait for what comes up, no matter how small it is. Cause Mm -hmm. that's how we cultivate this experience of gratitude is we, you know, we just get some reps in practice it. Okay. Do we, do we have an example that we can give? I mean, my, my go-to example is my head injury. When I was, you know, when I was mm-hmm. 19, I had this head injury and I lost my social skills and I like, it was really a damaging experience. And at, if you had asked me at the time, I would have been like, there's nothing good about this. It's the worst thing. I'm going to kill myself. But there was an opportunity in it that I wouldn't have been able to notice in that moment probably uh, because I didn't have the, I didn't have this tool that we're talking about right now. But if I had the tool, and, and when I noticed, actually, it was what changed my life, by the way, was when I noticed, oh, actually, there's the, this isn't fundamental aspects of who I am as a person. It's not like my identity that is gone. It is a set of skills that are gone. I can, this is an opportunity for me to practice these skills. And as soon as I had that kind of switch flip in my brain, that's now why I'm a coach and all, all that stuff. So the, the trajectory of my life absolutely changed from that. Um, because I had this one like horrible, like horrific experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The other game, the other game with this actually, that you just reminded me of is it, you can start with something that you really like right now, actually something that you are really, you love in your life and keep asking yourself, well, how did that happen? How did that happen? And keep going back in time until you come to an event that you actually would not have been grateful for in that moment. And that's another really cool way to like reframe this for yourself. So. Yeah. Cool. Um, any final thoughts? Um, I just want to wish everybody a wonderful Thanksgiving or season of gratitude if Thanksgiving. Yeah, depending on what, depending on what, what, (laughs) what country you're in. Um, uh, but I do hope that you do have a a season of gratitude in your life and you can call in a season of gratitude, even if you're listening to this in the middle of April. Um, so I hope that you, you get to have that experience. Remember gratitude is a state that we're cultivating. It's a practice, just like we can make our muscles stronger. We can make our sense of gratitude stronger. And so, you know, take a moment right now in this moment, even to notice something that you're grateful for. Mm-hmm. Thanks for playing and live your freedom. Love your life. Hey there shifters. If you enjoy the podcast and you've been wanting to take your game to the next level, you might want to hear about our new program. We're calling it the mindset gym. And it's a virtual community where we take all the tips, tricks, and strategies, and we put them into practice. Ever notice how when you go to an exercise class, you always seem to push a little harder than when you work out on your own? Well, the Mindset Gym is like a group exercise class for your business. 
Imagine a community of badass business owners coming together a couple of times a month to work on their mindsets, strategies, and find some business besties. It's all about practicing together. Sound like something you might want to be a part of? Check out the link in the show notes or go to lucidshiftcoaching.com forward slash the dash mindset dash gym to learn more. Thanks so much for listening to the Shift to Freedom podcast. If you want to get the most out of your time here, think about this. What's the one thing from this episode that resonated the most for you? Asking that simple question can help anchor in your insights and remember who you want to be. If there was even a single thought in today's episode that helps you to become even 1% more free, then we are thrilled. If so, would you do us a favor? We're on a mission to spread the message of freedom and we could use your help. See, the algorithms love it when we get reviews, shares, comments, and likes, and then that helps other people like you to find the podcast and just maybe change their lives. So if you like what we're doing and you want to generate some positive karma for the day, please write us a review wherever you get your podcast love. See you next week. And in the meantime, live your freedom and love your life. <laughs>